I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us here this morning for our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer in God's Word. We're in our Catechesis on Baptism today, continuing, and uh, we'll be looking at the story of Naaman the Syrian. And there we are. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's say our memory verse for this week. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5, verses, verse 17. Let me say our psalm for this week. Then Israel came to Egypt. Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham, and the Lord made his people very fruitful and made them stronger than their foes. He turned their hearts to hate his people, to deal craftily with his servants. He sent Moses, his servant, and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed his signs among them and miracles in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made the land dark. They did not rebel against his words. He turned their waters into blood and caused their fish to die. Their land swarmed with frogs, even in the chambers of their kings. He spoke, and there came swarms of flies and gnats throughout their country. He gave them hail for rain and fiery lightning bolts through their land. He struck down their vines and fig trees and shattered the trees of their country. He spoke, and the locusts came, young locusts without number, which devoured all the vegetation in their land and ate up the fruit of their ground. He struck down all the firstborn in their land, the firstfruits of all their strength. He brought out Israel with silver and gold, and there was none among his tribes who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they departed, for dread of them had fallen on it. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light by night. They asked, and he brought quail, and gave them bread from heaven in abundance. He opened the rock, and water gushed out. It flowed through the desert like a river, for he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. So he brought his people out with joy, his chosen ones with singing, and he gave them the lands of the nations, and they took possession of the fruit of the people's toil, that they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. First reading today is from Titus chapter 3. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, through the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying. And these things I want you to affirm constantly 
that those who believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. There ends the reading. All right. Just looking to check the comments here on Facebook and see how many of people were able to jump over. Oh, <laughs> commenting uh, below the video, but not actually clicking through. Okay. Well, there's looks like a few more jumped on. Excellent. Apologies. Facebook is not playing nice this morning with me. All right. Our reading from 2 Kings chapter 5. Now, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. Then the king of Israel said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised, when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened, when the king of Israel read the letter, that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive, that this man sends a man to heal me Heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Parfar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you have not done it? How much more than when he says to you, Wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. All right. Naaman. Who is Naaman? Yeah, the commander of the army of the king of Syria. Um, Now, interesting note there. Who had given him victory, or who had given victory, I should say, to Syria? You see that in verse 1 here. The Lord had given victory to Syria. All right, what disease had afflicted Naaman? It says here he is a leper. Yes, his leprosy. Um, Leprosy is a Hebrew word. That's used 
um, as you probably heard in a sermon more than once in your lifetime, um, for all sorts of skin diseases which disfigure. Uh, and they're frequently white. So you'll hear his skin is white as snow. What had the Syrian raiders done, according to verse 2? Yeah, they had brought back a captive young girl from the land of Israel. And what did the young girl tell her mistress? Yeah, that there is a prophet who is in Samaria who could heal Naaman of his leprosy. You see that all in verse 3. Of course, who was the prophet in Samaria? We find out later, right? Verse 10 here. And Elisha sent a messenger to him. How did she know that Elisha could heal? All right, so this is, again, biblical literacy 101, right? Always um, think of what other stories do we know about Elisha and his gifts? There's Don's checking in too. How about Second uh, Kings chapter 4? So we have to go back just one chapter. So if you were reading this continuously, you'd know this. Uh, when Elisha came into the house, there was a child lying dead on the bed. He went in, therefore, and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his, his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands, and he stretched himself out on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the house, and again went up and stretched himself out on him, and the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite woman. So he called her, and when she came in to him, he said, Pick up your son. She went in, fell at his feet, bowed down to the ground, then she picked up her son and went out. All right. Now we would presume from the story, I think rightly, that, yes, as she went out, word spread about his miracles, like raising this young man to life. Uh, what did the king of Syria tell Naaman to do? Verse 5. Go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. Right, a letter of introduction from the king. Uh, what else did Naaman take with him? Nothing excessive, right? The joke. Uh, ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. Uh, why would he do such a thing? This is the basic goods and services model, right? Uh, or tit for tat, as we say, or um, what else? Quid pro quo. All sorts of expressions for this, right? Simply, he was going to go pay for the healing. So, approach Elisha like some kind of miracle worker that you have to pay for his services, like uh, Miracle Max. Some of you know who that is. Okay. Um, who did the king of Syria think would heal his servant? Ah, uh, yes. She said to go to the prophet, but he thought he should go to the king, right, of Israel. And he reads the letter. What did the king, how did the king of Israel react? What does it say here? He tore his clothes, right? Uh, why? Or what did the king of Israel then say that only God could do? Only God can kill and make alive, right? Um, now that's important. That's a, I, I actually think that's a beautiful expression and confession from the king. Um, I don't know exactly which king this is. Um, but why is that important, do you think? 
Only God can kill and make alive again. Remember, we're studying baptism here. Well, I mean, this is a quote from uh, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 6, um, Hannah's prayer. So Hannah says something similar. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. Right? Um, or, in terms of baptism, think of Romans 6. Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even too, we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, and that we should no longer be slaves to sin. So the answer is, that's always God's pattern for sinful men. It's really the only story in the Bible is that of death and resurrection. And of course, that's now how he works on us in baptism. Of course, what did the king of Israel think that the king of Syria was trying to do here? <laughs> uh, he seeks a quarrel with me, he says there in verse 7. Yeah. Um, Elisha hears about it, right? Word, word travels. What message does Elisha send to the king? Yeah, let him come to me, and then he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. And what did Elisha do when Naaman arrived? <laughs> I love this move. This is a power move right here. He sends a messenger to him with the word, right? Here in verse 10. Sent a messenger, a servant outside, and the message is, go and wash in the Jordan seven times. Remember in the last of that story we read from chapter 4, just a moment ago, um, the young man sneezed seven times. Seven. Go wash yourself in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be clean. Uh, what's the significance of the Jordan? This is pretty straightforward, I think, based off of yesterday, right? Yeah, this is where, uh, it, yeah, it was yesterday. Joshua led them across the Jordan into the promised land. Of course, as we talked about there, it's also the place then of Jesus' baptism. Elisha himself had crossed over on dry ground on the way to Elijah's ascension there at the Jordan and then returned in the same way. So we've had a few stories of crossing over or being in the midst of the Jordan. Of course, Naaman doesn't respond well here. Yeah, he became furious, right? Why? Why was he so angry? He sent a messenger with a word, right? Rather than Elisha himself coming out and making putting on a grand show. <laughs> Wave your hand over. And that sounds like uh, uh, Naaman knows something of Moses, perhaps. And Moses and his staff, something like that. Why wouldn't the waters, though, of Damascus, that is of the Abana and the Parfar, why could they not do or accomplish the healing? Were they less special water? We've talked about how uh, with Luther, that he has instituted all waters to be a blessed flood. What's the key here? Those rivers, those waters, don't have God's word of promise attached to them, the word from the prophet. Um, but who urged Naaman to reconsider? Yeah, it was his servants here in verse 13. And what did they argue? 
If he had told you to do something hard or great, you would have done it. So why not do, do this little thing? Right? And why was Naaman healed in the waters? We hear nothing of Naaman's faith, apart from the fact that he did what the prophet said, maybe just hedge his bets, something like that. He's healed, not because of his faith, but because of the word of God that was in and with the water, that does these great things, as Luther says. Throughout the story, who kept directing Naaman to the word of God in the water for his healing? It's the servants, right? Just as the servant girl sent him to the prophet for healing, so also here um, his servants direct him to listen to the voice of Elisha, namely the voice of the Lord. Uh, And then there's this really beautiful expression here right at the end. His flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he, was, and he was clean. What's the significance there of Naaman's flesh being restored like that of a little child? Think baptism again. Yeah, in baptism we are born again, Nicodemus, John 3, and become as little children, all of us, whether we're baptized young or old, in the kingdom of God. All right. Baptism is for all the nations of the earth. So it was that Nathan a Gentile, was cleansed from the disease of leprosy by water and the word, and his flesh, which was marked by the sign of death, or his flesh, which was marked by the sign of death, was fully restored according to the word of promise. We now cling to the promise that all who who believe and are baptized will be saved as surely as the word of promise attached to the water rescued Naaman from the mark of death. Baptism saves us just as the words and promises of God declare. All right. We confess the sacrament of baptism. How can water do such great things? Here, think Naaman. Certainly not just water, but the word of God in and with the water does these things, along with the faith which trusts this word of God in the, in the water. For without God's word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with the word of God, it is a baptism that is a life-giving water rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. We pray. Heavenly Father, you teach, you teach us that the word of God in and with the water does great things, working forgiveness of sins, rescuing us from death and the devil, and giving us the gift of eternal salvation. Without your word, the water is plain water and no baptism, but with your word, our baptism is life-giving water, rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this precious teaching. Forgive us all doubt. Grant us firm faith to trust your word in the water that every blessing of baptism may be ours. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Friday, we pray for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted, and for the sick and dying. We pray the Lord to give to all people concord and peace, that he preserve our land from discord and strife, that he give our country his protection in every time of need, that he direct and defend our president and all in authority, that he bless and protect our magistrates and all our people, 
that he watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, that he protect and guide all who travel, that he grant all women with child, especially my wife Anne, and all mothers with infant children, increasing happiness and in their blessings, that he defend all orphans and widows and provide for them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. On this January 22nd, we pray in Thanksgiving with Lindsay, who celebrates her birthday, with Ron and Carol, Joshua and Michelle, who all celebrate their baptism. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Jan, Kelsey, Amanda, John, Janet, Timothy, and Robert, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, Penny, Roman, and his family. Our homebound, Bev, David, Willis and Janice, and Mickey. We pray for all the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Lutheran Church Charities, Comfort Dogs, and Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the prayers of your people and grant us your peace through all our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I don't think there's a commemoration today. Hold on. Check today. Today is January 22nd, right? Yes. Nope. Okay. We'll continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for today. From God the Father, Virgin Born. We'll sing stanzas one and two. Oh, uh-huh. 
hath restored and shed new joys of life abroad. All right. That concludes our congregation of prayer for today, January 22nd, 2021. So good to have you with us all. Uh, apologies for the lack of a live stream on Facebook. I'll have to follow up with Facebook and find out what the story is there. Why why our page was prohibited from posting live video. I'm not really sure. It says until someday. And I, I deleted or I closed the window too quick. I don't remember when it will allow me to stream there live again. So we'll see if I can't resolve that with them. Just one more thing to add to my list of things to do. <laughs> but of course, you can watch it here on replay on YouTube. Uh, many of you are probably doing that now. So Lord be with you all here today and look forward to uh, praying with you again in the morning tomorrow, Saturday, as we'll consider the readings, I think. Well, I say that, but I should probably check. Are we going to consider the readings for, for Sunday? Or are we going to keep going with baptism? Let's look. Uh, according to my schedule... Yes, we're going to prepare for Transfiguration Sunday tomorrow. So look forward to that. All right, Lord be with you all. We'll see you then.